This is Shane Gibson's podcast from ClosingBigger.net. Today I've got John Cousineau, and John is president of Innovative Info, and they're the creators of Amicus, which is really a digital assistant for sales professionals and also really dives deep into some great analytics for sales managers, VPs of sales, and any real major sales organization. John, thanks a lot for coming today. Thanks for having me, and thanks for the Blends coffee. Absolutely. Yeah, a little plug for Blends. I actually invited John over to my house today, and we've got a couple microphones here. We're having a coffee. And we've had a, I guess why this is happening or why we've done it this way is that usually our discussions are over coffee. And we're talking about technology, sales professionals, marketing, metrics, uh, features for the sake of features and features that work. And so today we really want to talk about, you know, one of the topics we've discussed a number of times is that consumers are getting smarter uh, and our salespeople getting smarter. Or a better way of putting it is consumers now have really good technology to make decisions uh, and our salespeople and sales organizations keeping up with this and the trends. So again, John, thanks a lot for coming. My pleasure. So let's start talking a little bit. Maybe give us a little bit of background on Innovative Info uh, as well as uh, Amicus. Sure. So Innovative Info is a firm that was founded in the mid-1990s with the idea that uh, firms can have some pretty profound effects on the, uh, the impacts their staff have in business processes when they know what's going on inside their business processes and what impacts, if any, people are having from the effort they're investing. And that's all our firm has ever done is looked at those two, two key issues. And I guess sometime around 2000, we stumbled on the idea that a process in which there was a fundamental lack of information on what was going on inside the process and what impact people were having with sales. Absolutely. And I, I think that, you know, looking at it, and I guess my thoughts are when we say, when we talk about you know, are salespeople getting smarter? I mean, I know a lot of smart salespeople. Absolutely. Um, but their their hands are tied a little bit with the tools they're utilizing. And, and I, again, this is a, what are your thoughts on that? Well, my thoughts are that as we've tried to instrument salespeople, what we've ended up doing is creating the equivalent of massive 747 dashboards. And salespeople, for the most part, are just overwhelmed with choices they could make about things that might inform them about important things that are going on. And, and frankly, the more information they get, the less of it they tend to consume. So information overload in the dashboard, number one. Absolutely. Um, number two, and I, I look at this perspective, and of course, as you know, because um, you've read Sociable and are ready to post your review on your site soon, is uh, I'm a big believer that sales and marketing has changed and that the customer now owns our brand. And right. that we've given the customer all these great tools to find stuff about products, to blog about it, to share information with each other. And yet sales professionals in general had the same tools from over a decade ago in a lot of cases. And so my thoughts, and this is something we talked about before as well, is that there's a bigger need for tools like social CRM and tools that really tell us if we're being effective or not from our best practice perspective, not just data for the sake of data. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think the key thing that's missing in this whole equation is, is in the way we've instrumented the work that sales reps do how much easier or harder have we made it for them to be genuinely helpful to prospects who might appreciate an offer of assistance? So how do you define genuinely helpful? Give me an example. Well, an example I might give you, a question I like to ask sales executives when I meet with them is what's the hardest thing for one of your prospects to find from your firm who might be considering buying what you have to offer? I asked it of the National Director of B2B Marketing for a a well-recognized telecommunications company recently. I said, so what's the hardest thing for one of your prospects to find? And his answer to me was, 
someone to talk to. <laughs> someone to talk to is a really important factor when you're trying to close a deal. I no, mean, no. obviously, they're picking up the phone because they couldn't find what they want on your website. Uh, there wasn't an automated way for them to do business with you that made sense, or it's very custom. There's a need to talk to a human. Yeah, more often than not, my, what we've observed is that firms are doing everything they can to automate away the need for prospects to talk to a rep. And that can have a huge you know, benefit for firms that are trying to cut the cost of labor and getting sales done. But there are some kinds of products and services where you simply can't disintermediate your sales reps. You know, Buyers are still going to have to talk to somebody to figure out what precisely might they get from you to address the very specific needs that they've got. So when we talk about channels, and one of them is the phone. Um, other channels, of course, that we can utilize to do that, and of course me being biased again, is uh, you know, the reps, uh, or at least a site having a great blog, the company having a great blog, or even personal blogs for reps, Twitter accounts, uh, all these other means of connecting. Um, do you find that uh, organizations, especially larger ones, are slower to adapt these additional channels for customers to connect directly with people who can actually sell them stuff? I don't know that it's large or small organizations that are, are less quick to adapt it. I think it's, it's firms that aren't thinking about the state of the customer conversation. The ones who are thinking about customer conversations are all over the issue of social media and how those media can help facilitate um, a process in which their sales team resonates as exceptionally helpful. So sales teams that are focused on how can we be more helpful to people who might appreciate the help we're offering are all over the emerging tools that make it easier to be helpful. They're in the exception in my view today. So exceptionally helpful uh, is a dangerous one too, of course, because then we've got salespeople who give away a lot of free consulting uh, and uh, time instead of maybe focusing on the right prospects or the right processes. Um, I know I, I, was, I said I was going to do another interview with you on Amicus later on, but uh, I think I'd like to ask that question now is you're, you've developed a software, and more important than the software is the process, is how it, what type of technology is out there or you, what you guys are offering that can help people get better at that. In other words, get better at having that conversation with the right people in the right way. Well, the pattern of work that we've been studying is one where a sales rep, having conversed with somebody or met with them, will then go back and, and craft an email uh, that's designed to answer the questions that a prospect's raised with them. And so they'll fire that message back to the prospect. Now, what Amicus is designed to do is to let that method of email communication happen with an embedded hyperlinks, which, when the prospect chooses to click on them, feeds back to the rep notifications that say who's interested, what are they interested in? And what's the relative urgency of their interest? That is, how much time has elapsed between when the prospect was offered the answer to the question and when they chose to consume it? So then, of course, they're in, within their, their digital assistant, they're also recording when they followed up and what type of information they said, sent and the frequency of such. And so over, at time, over time, what you've explained to me before is what allows you to do is look at best practices. In other words... With certain types of market, what's that salesperson's best formula? Is it following up in a day or two? What material should be followed up with? So in addition to letting you know when the customer wants to hear about what you have to say, it sounds like, from my understanding, it also lets you know what your sort of best formula is for closing that business. Yeah, I mean, it's really hard when you're in the sort of fray of trying to make quarter end and you're placing lots of calls, you're having lots of conversations. It's sometimes hard to step back from the fray and, and get a picture of the forest for the trees. It'll help you understand what are the things which, when you do them, tend to get you most quickly a confirmation of prospect interest and, as a consequence, you back into conversation with a prospect? And when, when people can see what it is they're doing that's creating an impact in their sales funnel, 
as, as witnessed by what prospects are going on to do. It's astonishing how fast they'll discover the things which, when they do them more frequently, will give them more impact. And they'll do them. I, totally. I think a lot of the th- things, a lot of the challenges sales professionals have is even when they're when they're implementing best practices, is because they don't have instant feedback. They're not sure if they're best practices, uh, and they don't stick with them. Right. So uh, the analogy I use is: imagine being a bricklayer and laying bricks blindly, mm-hmm. and then six months later, having somebody come along and reveal the take the drape off and tell you six months later whether your your brick wall was straight or crooked. Be really hard to learn how to lay a, a straight brick wall. So, and I think it's a great point. So, I guess thinking about this from a, a theme perspective for this podcast, a takeaway for people, or let's talk about sales management and sales organizations in general, is what I picked up for you. Number one is find ways to really make sure that your salespeople are absolutely accessible by the right prospects and that they ex- find ways to be extremely helpful. Absolutely. And then the other one, the other takeaway I got with from this is that. You know, technology for the sake of technology and features for the sake of features, whether it's CRM, whether it's email tools, whether it's social media tools, really doesn't cut it. It's technology that allows us to be smarter about the way we interact with customers. So tools like Amicus, uh, social CRM tools that are coming out in the marketplace, uh, and even social media monitoring tools, which I think will all become one tool very quickly in the next 12 months, they have to have a purpose behind them. Absolutely. More, more than having a purpose behind them, I think they have to be able to show quickly an impact from their use. Because at the end of the day, if, if doing work in a certain way causes me to have more impact, therein lies the purpose of the things I'm choosing to use in the practices I'm engaged in. If I'm not having impact... I should stop doing what I'm doing and try something else. I think that's absolutely, and I think that's really comes from uh, a salesperson's perspective too. Because I think about marketers, marketers, you know, you'll hear marketers say things like, it takes 18 months to build a brand. I mean, I've said that. It takes a good marketing campaign, 18 months before we see the full ROI. Uh, no sales professional in the world really thinks like that. Very few. Most think, you know what, uh, I haven't had results in two weeks based on my existing activity. I need to change. Uh, and so we've got to also look at the nature of the beast. When we're developing technologies, tools, and help for these people, we need to help them win quick. Absolutely. And in fact, there's no quicker win than the feedback from a conversation that says, you know, that conversation with Shane was a pretty good one. Uh, I offered him information that designed to answer the questions he raised with me two hours ago, and he's already reviewing the answers. We've, had, we've seen situations where uh, as many as five or six sales conversations have happened in the space of 48 hours. Fantastic. Well, look, uh, John, uh, give us a couple of websites. Uh, a, your, your blog address, because you've got some fantastic stuff in there uh, on really the topic we're talking about today, uh, as well as your, your main website address. Sure. So the blog itself is blog.innovativeinfo.com. And if you're interested in what the company's doing, you can go to amicus, A-M-A-C-U-S, .innovativeinfo.com. Great. Well, this is Shane Gibson's podcast from closingbigger.net. Thanks for coming on, John. Thanks for having me.